Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 248, recorded live on the YBF Media Network on April 25th, 2023. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mantle. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. Can you tell I'm re-energized, like that I went on vacation and now I have energy? I like that. Yeah. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. And we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. My friend. Oh, How are you? He- here we are. Here we are. Post-vacation for me. Um, and we will get to that. Don't worry. That- that's going to be our whole second half of the show, though. Uh, we're doing a trip report today and it's my trip report, which is, you know, rare because I don't leave, I don't leave Orlando very much. I mean, I go to Jersey, but I don't think people want a New Jersey trip report on two men and a mouse. That'd be great. It's like you're, you're, uh, visiting your parents for Thanksgiving. Right. Like, so Pete, the first thing I did was I went right to the, uh, the deli and got myself a Taylor ham, egg and cheese. Uh, I'm talking about it like it, like it's a Ronto wrap. Uh, all right, so first thing I need to touch on, and I feel so stupid saying this, uh, once again, we do not have an update on our Patreon yet. I feel I literally wrote like under mousekeeping, I was like Patreon parentheses again. Um, you know, I was away on vacation. For you know, Justin was away on vacation, then I was away on vacation, and so we just we just haven't like been able to get together and do this. I'm not even going to say it's definitely going to be up by the next show. We are working on it, though, folks. I mean, it's coming. I mean, trust me. I want this Patreon a lot more than any of you do. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be great. Pete and I are going to be doing extra shows. We're going to be doing a patron exclusive show. We're going to be doing the Geek Watchtower once a month, where we talk about all the nerd stuff and you know argue about things like that. Uh, yeah, when when we really get into like talking about like comics and TV and movies, we we like. We get passionate with each other. I mean, you guys have heard it a little bit on the show, but you know, when we do the Watchtower, it's going to be online. It's going to be it's going to be un unplugged or whatever. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Unhinged. Unhinged. It's going to be unhinged. I feel like if if we end up talking about uh, Zack Snyder, you might become unhinged. Oh, you had to you had to bring me down. I was up so high, and you had to mention Zack Snyder. Well, it, it, just after I watched this new Batman trailer. Featuring the Flash, <laughs> I really liked it. I mean, look, that trailer is great. Michael Keaton's wonderful. I would love to see a full movie of this Michael Keaton Batman, which I'm hoping this honestly is. Uh, but you know, the one thing I, I said to you, and like the one point that I've been making to people is, why is Barry Allen of you know the Snyderverse Barry Allen reacting to Michael Keaton the way we react to Michael Keaton? He doesn't know who Michael Keaton Batman is, and he knows Batman. Well, yeah, but we got to see how it plays out in the movie. Yeah, I agree. It's just like he's geeking out the way we'd geek out. Like the Barry Allen of the Flashpoint universe, I think, would geek out. But 
I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it's all. It's all Maybe you know. he's geeking out because there's a Batman there. Well, I think, but Barry Allen knows Batman. Like it's, it's like right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Maybe he's geeking out because they're like, let's go to this guy, like mm-hmm. you know, the Wizard of Oz kind of thing. And when they get there, it's a Batman. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, they go to Wayne Manor. I'm pretty sure they know it's a Batman inside. At least well, Barry does. That's true. I mean, maybe he doesn't know it's Wayne Manor. Though I did, you know, I cringed a little bit at, at the you want to get nuts, let's get... I mean, like, I geeked out for it, but I'm like, I wonder if that's actually in the movie. Yeah, I hope not. You know, it's almost like in that first trailer where he did the... I'm Batman. Uh, I'm Batman. I was yeah. actually hoping... That's not in the movie either. wasn't going to say it. Yeah. When he was like, you're, you're, and he's like... Like I was hoping he wasn't gonna say. Oh, Pete, you ex- you expect a DC movie to be subtle? I know. This is this is the this is the universe where uh, Superman died and there were three crosses behind him. I was like, okay, Zach, rope it in a little bit. <laughs> also, uh, Superman is a Moses allegory. Get it right. You, you, have you ever heard that theory that Superman is a Moses allegory? Huh. Because Siegel no. and Schuster were Jewish, and it's literally like Moses was put in the basket by his parents to avoid destruction and right, set down the river. Like it's like that's a hundred percent what Siegel. She, I think Siegel and Schuster actually like said like yeah, that's that's what it is. Because there's no original story that exists in the world anymore. As somebody who writes books for a living, I can tell you that. <sighs> I just wrote my first detective novel, actually. Oh. Well, so I did a paranormal detective novel last month, and then this month I did a straight up detective novel. Okay. It's like a ki- it's like a serial kidnapper, and like you know our hero foils the kidnapper, but then the kidnapper like gets away and comes and back. The kidnapper and kidnapper also has super speed. Yes. Uh, no, the the kidnapper comes back and kidnaps the detective's daughter. So now mm-hmm. he's got to like step outside the law to you know stop the kidnapper. Does he stop him by kidnapping him? Um, no. I mean, why does nobody ever do that? Yeah, you'd think you'd like Turnabout's Fair Play. How do you like it? Like, yeah, but uh, that's going to be available soon. Uh, My new book, Lies from Beyond, um, L-I-E-S from Beyond. That's out now. That's a paranormal uh, detective. So it's a detective that can hear that can hear and see ghosts. Okay. So I really enjoyed writing that one. That one was fun. It's a character that I really like. It's kind of like a Constantine-esque character. Like a smar- I was gonna say, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's like a smarmy, like it's even like a smarmy Brit, like you know. Uh, okay, we need to talk about Disney because that's what people are here for, and they're probably getting bored of us talking about other things. Are you ready for the news this week? Sure. All right, worldwide news. Let's get into this. Uh, new cast member name tag de- designs are coming to Walt Disney World, and that shouldn't make me as scared as it does. Why does it make you scared? Because I like the name tags. Yeah, of course, but you know they can just, change. Like, why do they have to change? Why can't they just be the name tags? Hmm. Anyway, uh, Disney will begin delivering new name tags to Walt Disney World cast members in May, and it will be an all-new design. Cast members are currently wearing their Walt Disney World 50th anniversary name tags, even though the celebration ended this spring. Disney is remaining tight-lipped on what the new tags will look like, but we should find out more details soon. I just, I don't you love the Disney name tags? Well, I mean, were you this upset when they changed it to the 50th? Well, no, because it was the same name tag design. Like, it was but the I mean, same shape. I just be. wanted it to have the same shape. It's going to have the same shape. I hope so. What do you think it's going to be a square? Well, maybe. It is hip no. to be a square, apparently. It's a 
dated reference for you. I got it, though. Uh, okay. Uh, in further worldwide news, uh, Walt Disney World is um, suspending some fire effects following the uh, Disneyland incident that I'm sure you heard about. Of course. So, of course, what we're talking about, folks, over at Disneyland uh, during Fantasmic, their Maleficent dragon caught on fire. It's always the Maleficent dragon catching on fire. Interesting, right? That happened at Disney World, too, with the Maleficent dragon caught on fire in Festival of Fantasy. Um, Which I thought nothing could be worse than this. Oh, that was worse. That was so much worse. Until this happened. That was so much worse. I mean, it was worse, like, in that there was more fire, but I feel like the Festival of Fantasy one was worse because it was closer to people. You mean because it was surrounded on all sides by, by people? people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least the at least the fantastic one was on a stage surrounded by water. Uh, so Walt Disney World will suspend fire effects on the Maleficent float that is part of Festival of Fantasy and Magic Kingdom following a fire during Fantasmic. Disney has said that while the fan- Disneyland Fantasmic Dragon Fire is under investigation, they will be temporarily suspending fire effects similar to those used at Disneyland Parks, Fantasmic, at select shows and entertainment experiences globally. No changes are planned at Fantasmic and Hollywood Studios as the show at Walt Disney World uses a different special effect system. Uh, the then um, the full statement from Disney regarding the fire at Disneyland is during the final showing of Fantasmic. And should I do it in a voice? Ah, huh, what voice? Uh, maybe Kermit. All right. People don't get to hear Kermit that sounds like Kermit anymore. So I feel like I should probably do the Kermit voice. Okay. You know? Yeah. During the final showing of Fantasmic at Disneyland Park on Saturday evening, the dragon prop caught fire. All right, I'm done with the Kermit voice. <laughs> it was like, eh, it's hard to like read and do the voice <laughs> at the same time. Anaheim Fire and Rescue quickly responded and the fire was extinguished. All cast members were safely evacuated from Tom Sawyer Island. Due to smoke and wind attractions. Nope, not doing that. Due to smoke and wind attractions near the island were safely evacuated of any guests. And the cause of the fire remains under investigation at this time. We are temporarily suspending fire effects similar to those used at Disneyland Parks Fantasmic at select shows and entertainment experiences globally out of an abundance of caution following the fantastic prop fire at Disneyland Park. The continued safety of our cast and guests is of the utmost importance. So it's kind of funny to me that like this happened and their response was to like make sure the Disney the Walt Disney World Maleficent Dragon didn't breathe fire either because is it like they think it's Maleficent doing it? Well, I think it was just fire effects of the whole. Yeah. But not at not a Fantasmic in um, Walt Disney World though, which I still haven't really? seen yeah. the new one. Yeah, I would like to also. But... <laughs> yeah, we're just nev- like I said, we're never there at night. And I think when my fiance and I move in together, which is coming this summer, I think we're going to be more able to like be like, hey, let's just go to like Hollywood Studios and see Fantasmic tonight. Well, right. So that's the thing, right? Like right now, if you're going to studios, it's a rope drop, rise of the resistance type yes. thing. Yeah. So the odds of you still being there. Though we did a, we did a full Hollywood Studios day, but I I tapped out around five o'clock. That was this past right. weekend. That's what I'm saying. To, to do that and still be there to walk out of Phantasmic at what time? Mm-hmm. It, it's hard. It's a hard well, day. My fiance's cousin from Illinois was in town, and her aunt from the Philippines is visiting. So we took them all to to Disney. Uh, so it was me, you, her, my brother in law, and then what? And you went to studios. They wanted to do Star Wars. All right, I like they, this. You know, big Star Wars fans, I guess. So they wanted to do Star Wars. Uh, so I mean, that was the thing too. Like with her aunt, I was like, oh, we should probably have taken her to Magic Kingdom." And she's like, "Yeah, my cousin wants to do uh, Star Wars." So, uh, 
Okay, but you know, in, in speaking of how we can just decide randomly to drop by, uh, the new theme park reservation policy has gone into effect at Walt Disney World. They Walt Disney World annual pass holders, which the annual passes are now on sale again, can now visit the theme parks after 2 p.m. without needing a park reservation, except on Saturdays and Sundays at Magic Kingdom. The new policy announced by Disney in January is a response to guest criticism, particularly from frequent annual pass visitors, that previous reservation requirements were too restrictive and inflexible. Disney said in a statement during the initial announcement, while the theme park reservation system remains important to manage attendance in our parks, especially on busier days, we realize our pass holders enjoy more spontaneous visits, and this change will make that possible. The changes to the park pass reservations of... Uh, went into effect on April 18th, 2023. Uh, and this comes, this came right before they started, um, <clears throat> you know, bringing the annual passes back. Okay. Have you seen this uh, halfway to Halloween thing Disney is doing? Yeah. They're really pushing this this year. Yeah. It's weird. I don't like, I, I like, look, Halloween is like great when it, when it hits. I love Halloween. I don't need Halloween in the springtime. I don't mind it. I love Halloween, but I thought this was going to be a cute, like, one day story on, like, you know, Disney Parks blog. But yeah. it's like, here's a bunch of merchandise. <laughs> like, a buy your Halloween. I'm like, oh. Merch what? and, like, specialty snacks, too. Yeah, especially snacks everywhere. What's going on? By the way, I, I, I've, been, I've been monitoring it, folks, and I'm sorry if the if the sound is a little wonky this week. Uh <laughs> There was a there was an equipment issue, uh, and I'm looking in in like the I've been checking the sound like as we've been going, and it sounds fine on my end. So I'm really hoping that nothing goes wrong with this. Kevin uh, is recording this with wide eyes, staring at his. Uh, yeah, no, like my glasses are on. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it, well, this is what happens when you're trying to set up for the show and you spill energy drink all over your your sound mixer. So I hope it's okay for you guys. Um, we, we, we shall see. Uh, you know, the, the thing that always bums me out about these like special snacks is it's like, oh, it's not like in a park. Yeah. And, and like if you're not staying in that resort and you don't have a dinner reservation, are you really going all the way to the contemporary for a piece of cake? Yeah, no. So I'm saying it's never going to happen. Especially me. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not a dessert person really. Like I don't really like – I don't know. I like savory more than sweet. We'll get into that within the trip. They actually brought back the, um, the Donald duck, uh, candy corn popcorn bucket, which, or sipper. Because it was a sipper. You realize they had a trillion of them. Yes. I don't remember where I was and I saw them and they just had like 200 of them. Well, I, the I bought, I bought one during Halloween. You know, what's funny. Someone picked one up for me, my buddy, Joe and Sarah, and they still have it. <laughs> And you're in no rush to get this, it. We got to send this out to you. And I'm like, ah, oh, you got like uh, six months, maybe. Like, yeah. We got some time before I actually need it. Yeah. Now, would you use that to like decorate for Halloween? Yes. I like sippers that aren't necessarily look like a sipper. You sippers know I mean? and, ho- and popcorn buckets have kind of become my obsession. I only own three sippers. I only own- that Donald one. I own, I think Donald might be the only sipper that I own. Oh, no, I own four sippers. Oh, no, I own two because I have the Orange Bird one also. I have the Orange Bird one. Um, I have the Madame Leota one, which is actually awesome. Yeah. And then I ended up getting the weird Galaxy's Edge, like, Patty Frog sipper. Patty Frog sipper. That sounds interesting. 
it's it, it's in the style of Jabba the Hutt's, you know, the little thing where he has the patty frogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in that style. Oh, that's cool. I like and that. And I was like, yeah. And it was kind of hard to get for a hot second. And I saw it. And I'm like, mm, I'm just going to buy it. All right. We got some resort news uh, to talk about here. This is actually one that I thought was very entertained by. Have you heard that Pickleball has come to Walt Disney World Resort Hotels? No, but I'm really excited about that. I, so you played pickleball, right? I've never played. I want to. I I really like it. You know, and and uh, I'm not even kidding. In Cranford High School, we had uh, pickleball every year in gym. Yeah, my kids play pickleball every year also. It's it, so okay. Well, well, let's. The story is uh, pickleball is now available at several Walt Disney World recreational tennis courts. One of the fastest growing sports in the U.S., according to USA Pickleball, who I feel like have a horse in this race. Maybe just a little bit. Yeah, right? you know, like like it's like how SeaWorld is always like, we were voted the number one theme park in the world. And I'm like, <laughs> really? By who? <laughs> like, by dolphins everywhere. Yeah, because they've only ever been here because they're held against their will. Uh, <laughs> I like SeaWorld. Um, so pickleball combines many elements of tennis, badminton, and ping pong and is played on a court similar to tennis. The sport uses a solid paddle, plastic perforated balls, and can be played by two or four players. Disney has added pickleball lines to resort tennis courts, allowing both games to be played. Uh, current locations offering pickleball include Disney's Yacht and Beach Club Resort, Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort, Disney's Animal Kingdom Villas, Kidani Village, and Disney's Old Key West Resort. Each location will offer complimentary pickleball equipment for players, so there is no need to pack your own. That's good, because I was all set to pack my pickleball gear. I'm sure that people who are actual pickleballers are going to bring their own rackets it, anyway. Is there like like professional pickleball? Like is there like a yes. professional pickleball league that you can mm-hmm. like watch on TV? Yes, I have watched it. And it's not like on the CW like that weird Saudi Arabian golf uh thing? No, no, no. Uh <laughs> like ESPN shows it. That that Saudi Arabian golf uh what is it called? Like uh live. Luna Golf or something like that? Uh LIV. Yeah, live, live. That was it. Live golf or yeah, LIV golf. It's like uh, watch on the CW on these days, and then on these days on the CW app. I'm like, no one that watches golf professionally is watching okay. on the CW app. Well, you understand why? None of the actual big networks nor ESPN want to get in bed with this. Yeah, of course not. They have you know the actual golf tour right. so you know right it's right. it kind of has to go to a spot that it has never carried it and will never carry it so that's right. kind of why it's at the cw okay so uh in further resort news the a- special annual pass holder pricing for the galactic star cruiser has been extended into july wow uh the annual pass holder 30 percent discount on select star wars galactic star cruiser voyages at walt disney world has been extended into july 2023 Originally announced for departures April 15th through June 28th, an additional date of July 2nd has now been added to the list of discounted. Kind of Fourth of July weekend, pretty much. Right. Or like maybe not the weekend. I haven't looked at the calendar, but uh, the number of packages allocated for this offer is limited and savings are based on the non-discounted price of a non-pass holder would pay for the same package. Uh, in further news, Bob Iger will personally wash your car if you book a stay <laughs> at the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. You want to know what's really funny? Yesterday, um, I, I, for some reason, started. I had this weird thought in the morning. Like, what if they just get rid of Star Cruiser and, like, I never did it? I'll be, like, for would real bummed? bummed out. So yesterday, I came to work, and, you know, when I eat my lunch, I'm like, oh, I'll just 
you know, tool around and look at Star Cruiser stuff. So I go on. I'm like, I mean, you know, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should like take Heather and like just force her to do it. And, she doesn't want to do it though, know, right? So much. No, she doesn't want to do it. So much money. I don't have it. I'd be like giving up, like going somewhere to right. do this. And like, I- I'm like, I'm like looking at it and I'm looking at the price and I'm like, this is just the most preposterous. And I love Star Wars and mm-hmm. merchandise and Disney. And this is just the most preposterous thing ever. Pete, my actual cruise that was on a real ship that went to real places was like half the price of this. I, I don't get it. I, it's and and like and how much longer? You know what I mean? It was half the price and like triple the length. It probably. was half the price. I didn't have to see Ray. Like it, it was all win. Well, I want to see Ray. It's okay. Uh, she was at Galaxy's Edge uh, this past week. They got him walking around again. Oh, I like that. Yeah, the um, you know, um, people. So her and Chewie were out, and Mando was out. Mando and Grogu were out, and that was pretty cool. I, I feel like everyone has a friend who they're like, "Oh my gosh, I have to get together with this person." And then, like, when you actually go to make plans, you're like, "This is probably a terrible idea. I'm not going to do this." Uh huh. That's Star Cruiser. Yeah, probably. Every six months, I'm like, I, you know what? Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should. Maybe it's awesome. And then I go online and I start looking at it, and I'm like, no. You know no, what? I am serious. Awesome. I'm seriously like, I I was like, I would, ne- I would never pay for this, right? And but then I'm thinking to myself, if this were like an original trilogy experience, and like Luke and Vader were on this ship, I think I might. Hmm. I think I'd be like, About oh, I gotta price, do this. I now. don't know. I don't know. Because I mean, it's like what we were saying, like you know, Rise of the Resistance. I I think Rise of the Resistance is the best ride at Walt Disney World. I will I will swear by it. I will go on it infinite times in my life but I would love it so much more if it were Rise of the Rebellion and it took place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and you're running from Darth Vader what about this could we go together and then treat give Luke like the Doc Brown treatment like write him a really nice long letter I have to tell you about the future (laughs) what's gonna happen in his future and to Mm -hmm. try and talk him out of it (laughs) On the night, Last Jedi comes out. You get <laughs> December fourteenth, twenty seventeen. <laughs> I love that you know the date, dude. It's like it's em- emblazoned in my mind. The day it's, the it's, music the day Star Wars died. died. <laughs> listen, you have, and I still love Star Wars. I don't want people to think I don't, but you have pre Last Jedi and and you have post Last Jedi. Could you imagine though? Because you know, like George McFly was like horrible like in the in in 1985 present but then marty went back in time and then like george mcfly was awesome and he was writing books and he was like cool yep. a cool guy because he punched biff that one time like could you imagine if we like made that happen for luke skywalker oh i mean and but we were the only ones that knew about it yeah and we were like listen like you know we need you to not try to kill your nephew <laughs> like we need you to not decide in a really weird manner that your nephew might turn evil in the future, so you need to murder him in his bed. And then, at another point, we might need you to actually try to murder your nephew. <laughs> Just like my father before me, the story rhymes. It's like poetry. I've been listening to that song, like, nonstop. Have you heard that song? <laughs> yeah. I love that song. It's so good. It's on Spotify. But, you know, the stories rhyme. It's like poetry. It's like the weirdest thing George Lucas ever said. (laughs) 
I God, I miss George so much. He's the best. I miss him so much. Somebody the other day was like, "Oh, you but Jar Jar." Well, I was like, "Look, Jar Jar is what he is." Yeah, and uh, and and yeah. I accept Jar Jar. <laughs> and if I could erase the Last Jedi from existence by watching a twenty-four season of one-hour episodes of a Jar Jar series, I would sit through all of them. Yeah, I think I'm the only person that kind of likes Jar Jar. I like Jar Jar too. I'm I'm okay with Jar Jar now. Like yeah. it happened. It's a thing that happened. He was used sparingly. He's he's a side character, and but the prequels like. When you take the prequels as one like six hour story, it's it's the greatest story ever told. Do you think one day we'll say that about DJ? About what? Do you think one day we'll say that about DJ? What's DJ? DJ Tanner? <laughs> no, yes. But, uh, <laughs> I do love no. DJ Tanner. Me too. Fuller DJ House was from... delightful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I a total hit. What do you, uh, what do you mean no. by DJ? DJ from The Last Jedi. Uh, which one is DJ? Man, you, you is that Benicio? Is that Benicio del Toro's really weird yes, choice? Yes, it is. Oh yes, my god! Do you think at some point we'll be like that happened? Yeah, that's the thing that happened. No, because the Last Jedi as a whole is bad. Like people like to people like to poo poo um, Episode One and Episode Two, but Episode One and Episode Two have like those redeeming moments. Like Episode One, you got the first real look at what Jedi can do, and you got that you got that Darth Maul fight. You know, episode two, you got to watch Yoda fight for the first time. Yep. In in the in the in the sequels, there is no there are no moments like that. You know, like, oh, in the we got to watch them blow up another Death Star. And then we got to uh, watch Luke drink weird milk out of a bottle and smile really, really weirdly about it. And then in, in you know, Rise of Skywalker, we got I'm sure something happened in that movie. I only saw it once. I can't remember. My favorite thing about DJ as a character is that, you know, he betrays them in the movie and then was going to be in the next movie and kind of be redeemed Lando style, uh-huh. right? And they were just like, no. Yeah, we've had enough. That's it. He's just, he just betrays them and leaves. Yep. I, and I love the, um, like the Rose Tico treatment. Uh, I mean, look, I don't. I think Rose Tico could have been a fine character. I have no problem with Rose Tico. I have no problem with Kelly Marie Tran. But that Canto Bite story is pointless. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. It does. It does not lead to any big moments of realization for anyone. You know, Finn's decision to sacrifice himself would have come no matter what. Um, and, and what ultimately, this, uh... ultimately, they just get caught and it doesn't work. Like, what did we go to that casino for? What do you think about this rumor that um, Finn has met with Lucas? That John Boyega has swallowed all of his pride and bowed before the throne of Kathleen Kennedy? I don't know if it's that. I mean, think about it. Everything he said about how they, you know, made it seem like this and it ended up being that. But let's face it. We both know it's going to be this at the end of the day. He spends Rise of Skywalker trying to tell Rey that he can feel the Force. Yeah, but then he doesn't. If Finn comes back, he's gonna he's going to be exploring his, you know... Too little, well, too late. Hopefully he's not exploring it, because if this is 15 years later and he still hasn't figured it out, it too, might be for the best that he never Too little, too late for Finn. He's a damaged brand at this point. Finn, no, Finn, was, Finn was great in the first movie. Watching him fight Kylo Ren was awesome. Was great. The Last Jedi... Like yes, it destroyed Luke Skywalker, and that's the thing that everyone kind of needs to remember all the time. But it destroyed Finn more. 
Well, I think you can bring him back. Finn's like, like Finn made this big noble sacrifice at the end of like episode seven, where like you know he's in a coma at the end of the movie, and then like his big moment where he wakes up. It's not to like save everybody. It's not like a big triumphant heroic moment. It's a it's a it's a joke where you see his butt. You know, like they just played that as a total joke. And then, and then he has the worst, the worst subplot in the history of Star Wars. Uh, all right. So in further resort news, Pete, <laughs> oh, <laughs> a, a restaurant at the boardwalk will be closing, uh, closing for a refurbishment. Trattoria Al Forno will be closed from June 11th to 17th for a person. So if you're going on your trip and you were like, man, I really got to get some Trattoria Al Forno in, it's not going to happen because it's going to be closed. Uh, the nearby pizza window will also be closed during that time period. Oh, I know a lot of people who go to that window. Yeah. It's yeah. open late. It is. It, it's like, it, and you know, it's, it's better pizza than like regular Disney pizza. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, guests who, uh, book breakfast are being directed to dine at the flying fish dining room instead. So, okay. No water park news this week other than, you know, they're around. You know, they got water. No Springs news, but we do got some Magic Kingdom news. A new concept art and details have been revealed for Tiana's Bayou Adventure coming to a splash mountain near you very soon. Okay. Disney has announced more details on the upcoming Tiana's Bayou Adventure attraction, which will be opening in late 2024, including news on animatronics and the appearance of Mama Odie. As depicted in newly released rendering um, of concept art, Mama Odie jokes with guests along their journey after a special display of her magic. The 200-year-old Bayou Fairy Godmother with her eccentric belongings and seeing-eye snake Juju is coming is comically eccentric yet wise and all-knowing throughout the adventure. Actress Jennifer Lewis, who starred as the voice of Mama Odie in Walt Disney Animation Studios' Princess and the Frog, is once again returning to her role for the attraction. So that's that's good. Other new details announced for Tiana's Bayou Adventure include brand new a brand new cast of original Disney characters with distinct names and personalities. I'm excited for that. Always love new park specific characters, right? Uh, dozens of new audio animatronic figures, adorable critters with incredible talent, bringing the diverse flavors of musical gumbo found in New Orleans. New original music alongside favorites from the film. The alluring scent of beignets being prepared for the party, which will be part of the attraction queue. Additional talent voices from the film reply. Re, additional talent voices from the film reprising their role, including Bruno Campos as Prince Naveen, Michael Leon Woolley as Louis as Lewis, and the one and only Anika Noni Rose as Princess Tiana. As if there was any doubt about that. Uh, right. No word on um, Keith David showing up as Doctor Facilier. I was really hoping he'd be in there. Mm, me too. Because I really, I really thought the laughing place was going to turn into like a, like a friends on the other side kind of room, you know? Right. Uh, familiar faces from the film, such as Princess Tiana, Prince Naveen, Mama Odie, Louis, Eudora, Charlotte, Big Daddy, and the King and Queen of Maldonia, and Prince Ralphie will also be available, or will also be in the attraction. Disney also announced that Splash Mountain at Disneyland Park will be uh, has cl- uh, will be closed as of May thirty first. I didn't realize the one in Disneyland hadn't closed yet. Yeah, no, it's still open. So I guess that means ours is going to open first for Tiana, right? You would hope so, but who knows? Okay, so we have um, updated lighting effects at Haunted Mansion because, you know, it's halfway to Halloween. 
the graveyard seat has been updated with new lighting effects um and it actually looks pretty cool like the i was like oh new lighting what's this gonna be it actually makes things look very it makes everything pop more so disney has teased that the popular hat box ghost will be coming to walt disney world's haunted mansion soon this is part of their halfway to halloween week the Disney Parks TikTok has teased the Hatbox Ghost, which remains on target, to materialize at Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion in 2023. Announced at the D23 Expo, the Hatbox Ghost character will be added to the Magic Kingdom's Haunted Mansion with a debut coming this year. Uh, the addition of the Hatbox Ghost to the Haunted Mansion comes after years of speculation and its return to the Disneyland Haunted Mansion back in 2015. How do you feel about this? Because I do not like it, and I will tell I, you why. Listen. Until I know exactly what they're talking about, it's I'm just going to be gonna... the Hatbox Ghost. Is it? I mean, is it going to be exactly the same? I would assume it's just going to be in the attic and it's going to do exactly what it does at Disneyland. Then I don't like it, but but don't like it is relative. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I there are people who don't get the chance to go out west, and right? So I would like everyone to get a chance to see it. Having said that. I like it as would... a Disneyland only thing. I, I, I did too. I was I was always but... kind of like, oh, it's one of the reasons to go to Disneyland is I get to see the Hatbox Ghost. I get it, but here's the thing: if if you want a reason to go to Disneyland, go for uh, Haunted Mansion Holiday because Disney uses the Hatbox Ghost for all of their Haunted Mansion merchandise and represents, and it's it's even in World. I mean, the ride photo in World has the Hatbox Ghost on it. So I get them wanting to like, unify this extremely popular character. I've always been really confused by that because anytime we've gotten like Hatbox Ghost merchandise or anything like that, I'm always like, why? We don't have the Hatbox Ghost, but now we will. So I guess the merch makes sense now. In Epcot news, dates have been announced uh, for Food and Wine Festival 2023. Did you hear about this? No. Yes. uh, The Food and Wine Festival will now start on January 1st and end on December 31st. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Pretty soon, right? (laughs) The Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, presented by Corksicle, will begin at Walt Disney World Resort starting July 27th this year, continuing through November 18th. Okay. <sighs> I mean, you know, there will be more than 25 global marketplaces throughout Epcot, including returning favorites such as the Fry Basket, Flavors from Fire, Canada, India, and Spain, with several new global marketplaces also opening later during the festival as summer turns to fall. Uh, we'll also have a meals fromage montage again this year, which w- you would never do because it's all cheese. Yep, I would not. Yep, it is a fun way to try tasty cheese dishes from around the world, um, and then you get a little prize at the end of it. You can also do the Remy hide and squeak um, uh, uh, scavenger hunt, which is always fun. I like doing. I like. I love doing these scavenger hunts. To celebrate the Halloween season, you're also going to be able to join in on Pluto's Pumpkin Pursuit, which is a special pumpkin scavenger hunt that takes place from September 29th through October 31st. The festival will also welcome back the popular Eat to the Beat concert series uh, at the America Gardens Theater. So there you go. One of the many, one of the many enjoyable Two Men in the Mouth segments where we get to find out if Kevin knows any of the any of the bands. Let me tell you something. The one thing that I am like really like not knowledgeable about in this world is uh, Disney. No, uh, it's um, it is uh, music, music and musicians. Yeah, I get it. Like I hear a song on Spotify and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I save it. And like, I don't know who sings it. I'm like, I could look. I can. And I do look and I see it, but I forget it instantly. 
It is funny. My buddy Nolan, um, who you know, is the same thing. He knows everything about movies and he he's not re- he's actually it's funny because you're kind of the same way. He's into sports, but not like super into sports. Yeah. And music is just a black hole for him. He doesn't he does he has knowledge, but he doesn't really have knowledge. Like he literally just listens to like pop stations. I don't like or concert- classic rock. Yeah, like, I don't like concerts. I'm like, why would I go to a like? Why? Why would I go? I can listen to it here. I don't. I don't care about seeing a person. I get it. I hate concerts actually because I'm like, I could be at home listening to this music, but I'm here with people who I don't like. Uh, you know what? I get it. At the same time, like you know, I've gone to a couple concerts. Um, recently, I don't know. I really enjoy it. I mean, something like the Eat to the Beat concert series is fine. It's outdoors. It's short. Right. You know, and like sometimes it's cool to see like these like aged pop stars who who like, you know, we saw Tiffany. Love Tiffany. I had no idea who Tiffany was when we got there and I had no idea who she was when we left. Well, yeah, I mean, that's more my age group. You know, well, my fiance knows who she is and she's she's seven years younger than me. Hmm. Probably because it's retro for her. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's funny because like Tiffany, um, like she was like, oh, once she sings her song. Like, you'll know who she is. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's probably true. So we sit there and she starts doing the, I think we're alone now. Dun, 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 something else. And I was like, and she's like, now do you know? And I'm like, no, I've never heard. You this. Know, it, I've never heard this song in my life. It's funny. I bought tickets to go see Metallica in August. And I know this, Metallica. This, this sounds like Heaven's Nightmare. I bought these tickets and I'm like, okay, Heaven, I know Heather will want to go. And... I then find out that these tickets I bought, which I was like, oh my gosh, these are so expensive. But I bought them like under the guise of, I know my wife is going to love this. It's going to be a nice surprise. And then I'm talking to one of my friends and he's like, yeah, you actually, you bought two nights of tickets. And I'm like, oh, what? No. They're doing a Friday, Sunday. This is their tour now. They're doing two nights, two different sets, two completely different opening acts. Oh. Mm. At which point... You know, my wife is just like, okay, awesome. I'm definitely going to go with you one of those nights. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I can't believe I have to now go. It's like Kevin's Nightmare. I have to go to two nights of this concert. Two and Metallica I'm excited about concerts. it. That is so Metallica also. Like, Metallica, oh, yeah, Metallica is like Disney-esque in their ability to like suck more yep. money out of you. They just put a new album out last week. Good on them for, for continuing to make Like, Billy Joel. I love Billy Joel. He hasn't made an, an album since the 80s. I think there are certain people who really shouldn't make albums. Yeah, I mean Billy Joel is like I would I don't want new music from him. I like it. Yeah. I like what it, I like what we got. It is funny. One of my wife's uh, I really like concert videos, and one of my wife's like pet peeves is that. So we have in New Jersey, New York area, we have MSG, right? And MSG is really tight with Billy Joel. He always plays. Oh, yeah. You know, nights and nights and nights of sold out shows there. It's like mm-hmm. wild, right? Anyway, so on the MSG network, they frequently play Billy Joel concert films from all different eras. Okay. And it is my, my wife does never wants to see this ever. Don't ever put it on. <laughs> and sometimes I'll just like flip it on. I'm like, ooh, look at this. It's from the seventies. And, and it just drives her insane. Oh man. Uh, all right. Uh, did you see the 25th anniversary of Disney's Animal Kingdom was this week? Was this weekend yeah. on, on Earth Day? Uh, and as part of the celebration, Disney unearthed a 25-year-old time capsule. I saw that. The time capsule was full of opening day memories, including floppy disks of photos, 
VHS videotapes of new cast member orientation sessions, a collection of day one merchandise, park maps, paper tickets, and a shirt signed by cast members plus more. That's pretty cool. I love I like I love that like we're now at the point where we're digging up time capsules. Yeah. I mean, to me, I feel like they should have left it for another 25 years. Maybe it'd be cooler. I mean, look, the, we, we're still like like uh, 17 years away from, I think, uh, um, Nickelodeon unearthing theirs that I watched them bury live. Yeah, remember that? Oh, yeah. But now this time capsule has been unearthed twice now. Okay. So when Disney, when Nickel, I'm Disney, when Nickelodeon Studios closed at Universal, uh, they had to take the time capsule with them because it was buried of at course. Universal Studios. So they relocated it to the Nick Hotel and buried it there. So the Nick Hotel's right off Disney property. It's a Holiday Inn. Well, now yep. it's just a Holiday Inn again. It's no longer the Nick Hotel. So apparently they dug up the time capsule again. Like I'm very invested in this time capsule. I have been since I was a child. They took the time capsule again and they moved it to um, California, I think, to like their studio. But, you know, 25 years of Animal Kingdom, that, that's pretty awesome. Uh, further Animal Kingdom news, the Boneyard is closing for refurbishment at Animal Kingdom. Did your kids ever like the Boneyard? Yes. So I guess theoretically I'm sad about this because I thought it was cool when my kids were little. It's closing um, for selfishly... refurbishment. It's not closing. Oh, okay, good. So, well, you know, that whole land is in wink, wink, maybe kind of. Yeah. Not going to make it. Yeah. Um, I don't. Having said that, there's never anyone in there. Um, Actually, you know what? The last time when my, my best friend was here with his wife and kids. And the, one of the only things his daughter wanted to do was go to the Boneyard. Okay. Um, she really liked the idea of, of just the archaeological dig site. And so we went in there and, dude, it was hopping. Oh, good. All right. Well, there maybe it's just so different so many kids then. in there. You know, it's funny, too. You think about it. When my, when my son was small enough to really enjoy that, there was also legitimate down season in Disney World. Yes. Which- I think that has gone the way of the dinosaur. The well, I think it might be coming back. the The closure begins on May the first and will continue reopening on June thirteenth. No major changes are expected. The playground will reopen with the same experience, so they're just skimming. All right, skimming like a pool. Uh, in Hollywood Studios news, Pixar place characters are returning. The Edna okay. Mode experience returns to Hollywood Studios on May 14th as part of a reimagined Pixar place. You'll be able to also encounter Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, Frozone, and Sully from Monsters Incorporated. The Pixar okay. characters have recently been appearing um, as sightings around Echo Lake in temporary locations, despite having dedicated meet and greet areas available in Pixar Place. Pixar Place previously served as an Incredibles-themed area in 2019 and features dance party featured dance parties and meet and greets with the characters. Now, Sully has also been meeting and greeting at Walt Disney One Man's Dream. Okay. So I'm wondering if that's now going to become what it what it was for a while. It was like whatever the new character was. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed when they had that, you know, before um, Launch Bay. Yeah, when it was like, uh, it was also like uh, Star-Lord and Baby Groot were there. Yeah. You know, I think Black Panther was there. It's funny, for a long time, there, like right over there, they had a dedicated area that was Sorcerer Mickey. Uh, they had Sorcerer Mickey at a different area now. He's across from... I mean, they should always have like a Sorcerer Mickey. They do, every day. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. It should, it should always be a thing. He's 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 right across from um, Sci-Fi. Oh, nice. Where I am eating next month. It's a two-year anniversary oh, nice. with the fiance, and we are uh, we're, we we were going to do a restaurant, and I was like, let's do Sci-Fi. Um, you know, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. 
Finally, in the news this week, outside Walt Disney World news, it is an Adventures by Disney news, which might be our first Adventures by Disney news item wow. ever. Okay. Uh, you can join former Disney Imagineer, also the creator of Disney's Animal Kingdom, Joe Rohde, on an Adventures by Disney expedition to the Arctic. Okay. <laughs> on July 10th to 19th, Joe Rohde will join the expedition and share insights into his 40-year career with Disney, including how travel played a significant role in his creative process, designing Disney properties worldwide. His vision and imagination were instrumental in creating Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park, Pandora, the World of Avatar, and Aulani out in Hawaii. The itinerary begins in Oslo, where guests will be met by our adventure guides who attend every detail during this trip. Uh, the following day, guests will fly to Svalbard and board a luxurious Ponant Expedition cruise ship, their home for the next seven days. Once on board, they will meet the expedition leaders and naturalists who will guide guests on daily excursions to encounter and become immersed in nature all around. During his sessions, Joe will share stories from his illustrious career, including his passion for conservation and nature. The expedition starts at $13,799 and again takes place from July 10th through July 29th if you are interested in going to book that. How does the Star Cruiser look now? Mm, well, less than a less than an Arctic cruise with Joe Rohde. <laughs> uh, folks, if you are going to look at that, go look up our buddies over at Away With Me Travel. Uh, you know, they, uh, they've always got this stuff going on. They could book your adventures by Disney. Give them a call. Okay. That's a, that's a for real trip. That is a for real trip. And uh, yeah, that's the news this week. Nice. All right. We are going to, we, well, we're not taking a break. I really need to think of a better transition. I say this every week and I haven't thought of it what yet. What about that? What if you say, well, we're not taking a break coming up next. We are not taking a break to hear from any sponsors because that's not how this show works anymore, folks. Uh, instead, we are going to do a quick little musical interlude and then we'll be right back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So more Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right away. This is Bill Farmer and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, we all love the Disney company, obviously, if you're listening to this park, unless you're hate listening because you don't like Disney and you're like, I want to see it fail. So these two guys like, you know, are sad all the time. And if that's if that's the case, then uh, reevaluate your life. But the uh, everyone loves their Disney trips. And that was the whole impetus for us starting the show was to fill our time with like Disney magic, like between our trips. And so our trips have always kind of been like bookends of the show for us. And of course, you know, Pete always has his great trips to Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And <clears throat> most recently, I was bitten by the Disney Cruise Line bug. And no, I was not actually bitten by anything on Disney Cruise Line. However, I almost was. And we're going to get to that. Uh, but I love the experience of Disney Cruise Line. And uh, just a couple, just two weeks ago, my fiance and I took uh, a special cruise for my birthday on the Disney Wish. We were on it from the 14th to the 17th, the 14th being my birthday, and we had such an amazing time, and nothing would please me more right now than to bring you guys along uh, virtually on this trip and go through it. So this week, for our e-ticket attraction of the week, uh, Pete and I are discussing my Disney cruise on the Disney Wish uh, for 2023. So, Pete... I'm sure you got plenty of questions about my Disney cruise. I'm always excited about this because it's something I'm, I'm not 
um, you know, knowledgeable on, then I really I enjoy it. Yeah, so. I, I and it's something you'll probably never do, uh, even though yeah, you should. You know, yeah, I don't know. So the last cruise we went on was a Halloween cruise, so this was a little different. The last one was also three nights. This one was two nights. Okay. Uh, however, this was this cruise. I liked this cruise infinitely more. So okay. you'll recall on the last cruise, I had had a tooth pulled like very yes, recently beforehand. And so I was in literally the worst pain I've ever been in in my life the entire time we're on this cruise. Right. This worse time, than Last Jedi. Yeah. Worse than worse than the emotional pain I felt when seeing Jake Skywalker drink that milk. Uh, but well, that's not true. This time we were um, I was in no pain. I was feeling fine. And it was great. We ate a lot of food. We, you know, we, we drank a lot of soda and juice and coffee, and uh, we saw a lot of really fun entertainment. And um, that's going to do it for this week on Two Minute. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we are going to go. So, it's you know, when you do your trip reports, do you ever, like, pull up your photos to, like, try to remember everything? It's the only way I remember what we did. Exactly. Because everything gets so jam-packed. Yes, it does. And I typically do multiple days at every park other than Animal Kingdom. Right. So I'm like, oh, did this happen? Like, which day did this happen on? Mm-hmm. So anyway, we arrived at Port Canaveral. Uh, we had a one o'clock uh, time to like get on the ship. That was our that was our designated time to get on the ship. So before okay. you, before your cruise, you you check in a few days early, and depending on your Castaway Club membership level and when you when you check in, they will give you a, a time that you're able to park and get into the into like the cruise ship area, right? Like where you where you board. So it's a big huge area. It's just like an airport. And you go through this big, huge Mickey head to get onto the ship. But first, you got to go through security. You got to give them your passport. You, you got to show them your uh, your tickets. They do a security scan there. That's very easy and simple and, and straightforward. A lot of people try to bring food on the cruise ship, Pete. A lot of people I attempt to bring that, food I on. Guess. I don't because there's nothing but food on the ship and it's all paid for. Like That's somebody true. like because we love to go when we go through security, we always look to see about the, all the stuff that was taken from people. And most of it is food. Like there was a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter. And I'm like, room service is free. Like room service is included in your, in your like, why are you making peanut butter sandwiches? Well, you're not because they're taking your stuff. The, my favorite was, I think I told you about this one last time, but like there was like a whole box of Gideon's yeah, cookies. Yeah, that bummed me out. That really bummed yep. me out. Uh, so we got up there and literally our, our group was called like had been called while we were still in the um the line for security so we were able to just get right on the ship we didn't have to wait around so we got on the ship and you get announced when you get on the ship the person will be like disney wish please welcome the mandel family and they keep just can i get can i not do that um you know what i'm sure if you were like please don't they they would but i feel (laughs) stupid with it personally but a lot of people like it and it's like it's not like people are applauding you i would probably want them to not do that yeah everyone's kind of milling about in the central area and you know you're you're, you're, like they're announcing somebody every like five seconds so right so the last time i was there in the central rotunda area which is gorgeous has the most amazing chandelier with a wishing star on it um there was a big halloween tree that they lit up with like pumpkins on it this time there was none of that, and they just had like seating in the area, like couches and whatnot. So <clears throat> we get in, and now there's like a show that they do, but we had already seen it. So we were like, you know what? Let's just start exploring the ship. Because the last time we were there, 
we didn't really explore the kid. Like you can, there's an open house when you get on the ship. That means you can go into the kids clubs. You can go into the spa. You can do, you could basically see everything that like costs money to do eventually. So we decided right. to go do it. We explored all the kids clubs. And let me tell you something. If I was a kid, those kids clubs, there was a star Wars one and there was a Marvel one and they are amazing. <clears throat> there's an, it's a small world themed nursery for like babies I just like that. Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I like that it's small world. Yeah, themed. small world themed. It's so cool. That sounds great. There, you know, there's like there's one kids club where it's literally like uh, there's like a big like uh, helm like the ship, and there's like a virtual like um, ocean in front of you, so it's like you're steering the the ship. I thought that was pretty neat. There's uh, clubs for teenagers. You can do you can ride like a virtual Big Thunder Mountain in one of them. Okay. It, it was to the point where I was like, I'm kind of bummed that we don't get to do this stuff, you know, because we're not kids. Uh, but you know, right. our, our future kids will be, will, will love it. So, um, go. I'm flipping through my pictures here. Yeah, there's the the helm. Uh, we, and I did film. I took a lot of B-roll, and I'm going to be doing a Morty Monster video for this cruise. So if you guys, um, you know, YouTube.com/slash Morty Monster, you'll be able to find it. Uh, when we went into the Marvel Kids Club, Black Panther was there. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was meeting and greeting. You know, they got like Captain America's outfit in there. There's this huge Star Wars mural that like runs like a, through a whole wall. And it's like it's almost like like looks like a Funko Pop Star Wars kind of thing, even though it's not Funko. All right. So once we're done with the open house, Pete, first thing we do, we go. So our room's not ready yet. Our room is on deck eight because last time we were there, we were on deck seven and we were like, I feel like being up one because it is easier so there's elevators obviously there's like elevators at the aft and there's elevators at the front of the ship so okay but these elevators tend to get kind of crowded especially during busy times like when people are going to food and whatnot so we were like okay it's easier to go downstairs than it is to go up them so if we're going to dinner it would be easy for us to just go down the stairs to deck three or four or five where the restaurants are and it would be easier to take the elevator up only a couple floors to get to the pool deck, which is on on deck 11. That's also where the buffet is and where the Mickey and Friends Festival of Foods. So we we go up. We take the elevator to the 11th floor. And we go to my favorite place. And literally, like, the elevator opened up. I made a left out of it. And there it was. Mickey's Smokestack Barbecue. My favorite thing on okay. the Disney Wish. And I, you know, I realized I've been calling it Mickey's Backyard Barbecue a lot because I was getting confused with the Fort Wilderness um, Resort and Campground, the old uh, experience they used to do there. But Mickey's Smokestack Barbecue, oh my goodness, let me tell you something. This, this thing, you, I had ribs. I couldn't have the ribs last time because of my tooth. Like I was in so much pain. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do ribs. I had so many ribs on this trip. (laughs) Ribs, brisket, uh, kielbasa mac and cheese like baked mac and cheese like like with like the 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 breadcrumbs on the top of it all these different barbecue sauces i mean it was great so i got that and i got a coke zero and we immediately just like sat by one of the pools or stood by it because the tables were all taken we only find like a standing table and uh i should have asked do do they have sprite zero on this cruise (laughs) they i don't know if they have sprites they have sprite but i don't know if they have sprite zero I, i get coke zero all the time so well, Coke Zero is widely accepted, but Coke Zero did you is see my any jam. Coke? Did you see any Coke freestyle machines there? No, they do not have Coke freestyle machines on the ship. It's it's yeah, all the um, Zero, yeah, it's all just like the regular like like Coke machines. 
So they were playing Aladdin on the big screen when we got up there. So we just like, you know, we, we, we stood there and then a table opened up. We got the table and we ate our food. We ate our barbecue and we watched Aladdin for a little bit. Um, explored Which the- Aladdin? The first one. Oh, I think oh the animated one. No, the animated one. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, now we finished eating and we're like, you know what? Maybe our room is done by now. Let's go check. So we go down to 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 um the eighth deck and our room is done. And oh, I loved this room. You remember last time I was not super keen on my room. I I I remember. It was in the front of the ship. You looked out over a deck that had people on it. I opened the curtain for one second. It had it was a porthole room. Somebody waved at me and I never opened the curtain again for the rest of the trip. Might as well have been an interior yep. room at that point. So uh, this time I was like, we need to do a balcony room. I want a veranda. Let's do a veranda. We did a veranda and it was awesome. So this room, the rooms are themed to different princesses, depending on where you are. So on the eighth deck where we were, it was a sleeping beauty room. So our above the bed was a mural that had like the fairies on it and, and Aurora's castle. And I love the three fairies. So I, I enjoyed that. Uh, you know, it has your Disney wish blanket, which is what the housekeeping staff turn into like the various blanket constructions that they make throughout the, the cruise. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, the, the television, when you first get in, will be on and it's doing like a, um, like a safety spiel. And then we went out on the veranda and I love this veranda so much. This was my favorite thing. The entire cruise, Pete, to just sit on the veranda and watch the water. It was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, you know, you know, I'll get to that later about the fireworks. But uh, so we have the veranda. There's two chairs out there. There's a little table. And I'm immediately like, I know what I'm doing every morning on this entire cruise. Now, for those of you with, with kids who are worried about, like, your kids going out on the veranda when you're not looking, <clears throat> there's a lock on the veranda at the very top that, like, you know, only an adult can reach. And also you have to literally, like, turn the handle like completely in a hundred and eighty degrees, uh, in order to uh, open it. So, and it and it doesn't turn easily. Like a a toddler's not turning that handle, right? So at this point, we haven't even left yet. We're still, um, you know, we go back up to the to the deck. We're exploring a little bit. Uh, we look at the aqua mouse. People are like all all the pools are open, and uh, then we decided to um, we went back to the room for a little bit, and we decided to just sit on the veranda. While we took off, because last time we watched the show, like the whole like Mickey and Friends show that launched us. So we're sitting on the veranda and Pete, we can hear the show like perfectly. OK, so we're listening to the music and like we already know what's going on. And then we just sat there nice and like peaceful while the ship left. And like so we're, we're just by ourselves in our room on the veranda, just watching as the port goes by and all these people that are waving to the cruise ship as it goes by. We pass uh, Jetty Park, which is our favorite beach. It's like the beach that we love to go to. And then we're in the open water. And now um, I typically get an internet plan on this. And a lot of people ask about like how the internet works on the ship. You have to pay to use the internet. And uh, so you put your phone in airplane mode and then you, you set it to... Um, you're able to access the the internet through the Disney Cruise Line app. And so I, I got like the secondary tier. Like you're not streaming video, but you're able to check emails. You're able to answer messages and stuff like that. Because, you know, it's my birthday. People are reaching out and stuff like that. <clears throat> and I have this. I, I just I feel really nervous about being completely disconnected. I'm like, you know oh. what? It's actually one of the things that uh, precludes me from 
going on a cruise, like because I have a kind of twenty four seven baby that is my store. Exactly. Like I can never not be able to get internet access. Well, you can on the cruise. You just to pay for it. It was like right. 80, it was like eighty bucks. Right. For, it, no, it was eighty bucks last time because it was a longer cruise. This was like sixty bucks. Okay. Uh, so it was sixty bucks, and for one device, it was just my phone. Uh, so I was able to get emails, you know, if, if work had a question or anything like that, my publisher or whatever. Um, and I was able to like, you know, thank people for wishing me a happy birthday. That was about it. And, and you know, I could see websites and whatnot. So then we went down to the Bayou. So the Bayou is a lounge and it is themed to the Princess and the Frog. It's a gorgeous lounge. They've got like all this like floral arrangements on the ceiling. Uh, live music plays there and it's kind of right in the center of everything. And the one thing they've got there that we wanted was beignets. So we nice. order two beignets for $3.50. I kid you not. I was I was shocked that they were so inexpensive. You know, you figure, but they're not Mickey beignets, I should say. They're regular square beignets. Right, right. So yeah, I took a bunch of pictures of that. I took pictures of the beignets. Then we go back up to our, our room to like, um, you know, check in, go to the bathroom, whatever. Uh, we have our, we have our first um, sc- blanket sculpture of the cruise. And it was a bird. They made a bird. Perfect. <laughs> I'm showing Pete the picture right now. Um, yeah, they leave Terrifying. you the little, they leave you the little chocolates too, which is nice. So like we get in there, I eat the chocolates right away, and my fiance like hoards them. Uh, also, the housekeeping left like a magical moments happy birthday button for me. So okay. that, that was pretty neat. And then so oh, I Did remember the reason we we went up we ended up going back to the room also because we needed to change for dinner. So dinner the first night is Worlds of Marvel. I will say they've changed Worlds of Marvel a little bit. Okay. Since the last time I was there. So the show is, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp doing the whole thing. Um, Falcon, Captain America shows up. Ms. Marvel's in it. Captain Marvel is in it. Ultron is the villain. Randomly in the middle of it, uh, Spider-Man shows up. But like he shows up in like a... Like a hey, I'm I'm coming to help, and Friday's like no, you're not, or something. I don't know. It's a whole thing, and I'm like, is that Tom Holland? It was not Tom Holland, but it was that Tom Holland sound alike they used for What If. Okay. Uh, so here's something weird. So between the scenes of the um, of the show, they show you like clips from Avengers movies, and they they like highlight different Avengers one at a time. Well, clearly some of them they did not want to pay money to. Because uh, you only ever saw Iron Man. You did not see Tony Stark. When Tony Stark was okay. in a thing, you never saw his face. Like, you would see, like, the clip of him, like, like soldering the helmet, and they cropped his face out. Right. So in every clip of, Tony, of Iron Man or Tony Stark, they crop his face out. They also did it for Thor, Chris Hemsworth, but not Chris Evans. Hmm. We saw Chris Evans as Captain America. The Thor one was really weird because, like... It, it, like they have to keep showing Thor and Thor doesn't wear a mask. So every shot of Thor was like from behind or with his head cropped out. I was surprised you got Scarlett Johansson though. They showed Black Widow. And Maybe it's a matter of people who are still under contract, people who aren't under contract. I mean, Scarlett Johansson and Disney are not on good terms. So that's not true. They worked that out and she supposedly has already signed to do that Tower of Terror movie. So. Oh, okay. Good for her then. Wouldn't that just be a Twilight Zone movie at that point? Well, no, it actually specifically will not be a Twilight Zone movie. How is it a Tower of Terror movie then? Well, much like um, Disneyland's Tower of Terror prior to its Gardens of the Galaxy reboot um, was not Tower of Terror. I mean, it was not not Twilight Twilight Zone. Zone. Okay. 
Right. So now the last time we went on, a, it was me, my fiance, and my future brother-in-law. So there's three of us, which meant we got a table all to ourselves as a party of three. We got like a four top. That was just the three of us. This time we're wondering, oh, are we going to have our own table or are we going to be like seated with other people? Well, we were seated with other people. And at first, are you we were, kidding me? Yeah, no, we're seated with two other couples every night. And at first, it was really. I, I got to tell you something. You would hate a hundred percent out. A hundred percent. No, but you out. wouldn't have that. You wouldn't Why? have that because you're four people. You would have a four top to yourself. What if I wanted to go with just my wife? You can request to not sit with other people, which we did, and it was not honored. So, uh, but I you know what? A hundred. I know. 10% out. I know. It's awkward at first and it was weird. But then like by the end of the third day, we were friends with the other two couples and they were great. We nope. loved them. So they were. Um, Don't want they, that. The thing, it was so interesting because one was a couple from Greece and the other was a couple from Japan. So, you know, it was just a lot of really fun conversation. But the first night was super awkward. Mar- Worlds of Marvel was awkward. No, I'm telling you that. See, this is the thing. I, I get it. Do I think that me, like I would, I could, you know, be friendly with people? Of course I could. I mean, it's what I do. I love talking to people. Mm-hmm. I just don't want that on my vacation. Oh, I know. I know. But, you know, yeah. I mean, it was, it, that is not a thing everybody enjoys. I, I get it. And, you know, my fiance was like really mad when she saw it because she was like super embarrassed by it. And uh, it ended up being fine. So. Heather got mad one time, like maybe two years ago, because we went to Ohana for breakfast mm-hmm. and they seated us with another family. I don't mean at the same table. I mean, they were like, hey, I'm going to take you two families this way. And they gave us like a little spiel, like, oh, but like, we're all family and blah, blah, blah. And my no, wife we're not. was like, and I'm like, whoa, 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 calm down. They're not putting us at a table with these people. Like, they're just seating us together. And they, right. But, I mean, she was not having it. Like, oh, so they didn't, I can't they didn't even imagine with the other people. No, of course not. No, they were just bringing us to a table. Okay. We did sit next to them, but like not, you know, wasn't a thing. If we were on a cruise and they sat us with another couple, I, her head would explode. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. <clears throat> but also I couldn't see you doing a Disney cruise without your kids. Huh? I don't know about that. I think your kids would love it. Yeah. Like, they might. I yeah. mean, no, I think they would hate it. Yeah, you don't think your daughter would enjoy like the teen clubs and stuff like that? Uh, no, a trillion percent. No. Oh, okay. Wasn't that's sure, not, that's like, not my daughter. What kind of kid she was? Um, <laughs> look, I'm I'm sure plenty of of teens enjoyed the teens club. They met someone from the other side oh, of the I'm country, sure. fell in love, and had their lives ruined when the cruise ended. <laughs> Doesn't that seem like exactly <laughs> what would happen if for teenagers on a cruise? Oh yeah. So anyway, uh, so after the show, usually Ant-Man and the Wasp would come through and like, you know, like come to the tables and like say hi. And they really, it's just like a glorified walkthrough. It was Spider-Man this time. So Spider-Man comes running through and okay, we have to talk about this because it, it really bothered me. And I know I'm being nitpicky here. I know, but I don't care. It bothered me. Like if you, if you want to put me in the middle of a story that is in canon, then don't break the canon. Okay. OK, like it would be like having like a live Luke Skywalker walking around Galaxy's Edge. Uh, Spider-Man is like talking about how like, oh, please don't tell Mr. Stark that I screwed up this thing Friday. And she's like, he already knows. And he's like, not happy with you. And I'm like, Tony Stark's dead. <laughs> Kamala Khan and and Falcon Captain America are in this. Tony Stark is dead. Now, Kamala and, Khan, and I can kind of forgive Thanos. maybe the time. But 
Yeah. Is is Falcon actually wearing the the white cap suit? Yes, he's in he is in the vibranium cap suit. Yeah, then that's it's, not good. I was so annoyed by it. Uh okay, so food. I had the um there was like a there was like a soup from uh supposedly from Sokovia. So I had that. It was pretty good. They had like bacon in it and stuff. Um I had this appetizer that was like mushrooms and you know that was good. I had the tuna steak. Okay. Um, here's a pic I'm showing Pete like pictures of it as I and like, oh, that looks pretty good. Yeah, it actually tastes like I've never had a tuna steak before and it tasted like regular steak pretty much. Uh, then I had uh, this pasta that I had last time that has scallops. It's like pasta in like a cream sauce with scallops and, and uh, tomatoes. And then I had the, the steak was, you know, like that steak was amazing. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you get like five entrees like yeah, last time? This, these were all entrees. Like, well, so no, oh, I got okay. two appetizers and one, two, three entrees. Are other people doing this? Is this like a normal Everyone thing? Everyone does this. Well, it sounds wonderful. Everyone does this. You can get as much as you want. Okay, so I'm going to tell you that I did something, and you're going to laugh at me. But I will okay. preface this by saying I never actually did it. All right. All right. I brought Tupperware containers in my bag <laughs> in the event that I could not finish one of my entrees so that I could take it back to the room. <laughs> because you the last time the like, I was like wow this steak is really good but I'm like really full can I have like a box to take this back to the room and they had no boxes I mean yeah I get that but can't you get like 24-7 room service you can but I'm not getting it's not getting they're not giving me that steak hmm. yeah and then I had like a little piece of cheesecake Um. so here's the thing so we, we we're, we're we are like devouring our dessert because it is almost 10 o'clock and our one goal for this cruise as a couple was to win a trivia. All right. So, goals. Um, so we're like, okay, what trivia can, so you don't really get like the itinerary until like you're on the ship, like when everything is. So we're looking at the trivia. Okay. There's like a Disney parks trivia. And she's like, what do you think about Disney park trivia? I said, I know Walt Disney world, but if they start asking Disneyland and like Paris and Tokyo and Hong Kong and right. Shanghai questions, I'm out. Like, like we will lose. It was Pixar. There was like just regular Disney. And she goes, oh, well, tonight at 10 p.m. There's Muppets trivia. Thanks. And I said, giddy up. And so like, like we are literally like, I don't think anyone in the history of ever has been as excited to get to a trivia as I was for this. Okay. So, and I'm like, I'm literally saying to the head server, I'm like, okay, I'm like, hey, like, we're just going to not do dessert because we have a trivia that we have to get to. And like, you know, we have to go like right now. And she's like, oh, nope. Nope, sit right here. I'm going to bring you your dessert right now. And, like, they rushed the dessert out to us. Uh, so, you know, we, like, shoveled the dessert in. We got to the Triton Lounge, which is where the trivia was. And we sit down. And now I'm like, okay, like, I'm eyeing everybody else. I'm like, who looks like a Muppet fan in here? Like, like who are, who's my competition? Right? Then the girl hosting the trivia gets up. And she goes, all right, who's here for Muppet trivia? And we're all like, yay. And she goes, all right, I have to preface this by saying I know nothing about the Muppets at all. I've never seen a Muppet anything. <laughs> I just have happened to have the answers to these questions in front of me. And I was like, so she's like mispronouncing all the names. Okay. So here's the first thing she goes, okay, true or false. The Muppets were created by puppeteer Jim Hansen. And I said, spell that please. Because now I'm like, is this a trick question? 
Like, yeah, is it's it, false? Is because is, is you know is this H A N S E N or is it Henson? Yeah. And so she says H E N, and I'm like, yeah, that's Henson. And she goes, oh, okay, so like you know a lot about this stuff, right? I said, yeah. And she goes, okay, I'm just gonna check pronunciations with you from now on. <laughs> so she literally checked pronunciations with me for everything. I, awesome. There were some hard questions in there. There were questions about Sam and Friends, which was the 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 one that Jim Henson started. So there's 20 questions. Mm. I got 19 out of 20 right. Ooh, what was the one? It was what year did the Muppets start? So it was essentially asking you what year Sam and Friends aired. And it was a multiple choice. And I thought it was 1963. That sounded right to me. But it was 1955. Okay. <sighs> so I got that question wrong. But the one that I got right that almost everybody got wrong was um, it was what, what was the first Muppet to appear on national television, like to, to appear like nationally? And everybody said Kermit. And I was like, it's Rolf the dog. Because it was. So, yeah, I got like, so the closest person to me got like 15 or 16, right? So we won. Nice. Bards will you sing songs. You win for that. A me- uh, they give you this this medal that says winner. Um, okay. And the the medal, I was a little bummed, though. The medals on the last one had the ship on it. And this one had like Daisy Duck on it. And I'm like, I don't, of the, all the Fab Five. Like I would have taken any of the others other than Daisy. Like, is she actually Fab Five? Um, oh yeah, Sensational Six or whatever. Oh, no, because no, Pluto's Fab Five. I would have taken any of the Fab Five: Minnie, Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Pluto. Yeah, sure. But it was Daisy. But yeah, you wore this medal the entire time. I wore it that night for sure, and then I like hung it in a place of prominence uh, in the room. But. I was very proud of myself that I won Muppet. And let me tell you something. I won Muppet Trivia. My fiance didn't know any of the answers. So uh, there were, there was, you know, one question I said to her, I guarantee you one of these questions will be the name of the Muppet who throws the boomerang fish. And I know that it's Lou Zealand. Right. And um, she's like, oh, you really think so? I said, I said, I would put money on Come it. On. People had to get that though, right? I, not a lot of people, I, I think a lot of people didn't. Wow. Especially, like, if you know just, like, current Muppets, like... Yeah, that's true. You know, and, and you think that's what Kermit sounds like? Uh, <laughs> all right, so we we win that, and then we, um, we, we go back to the room. We've got a card to fill out that has the... Um, like you, can, you can do a breakfast order, basically. So and they'll deliver it to your room. So I pick between 6.30 and 7. I want donuts. I want croissants. I want these little like apple pastries. I want coffee and I want juice. And at like 645, here comes the guy. He's got the big tray. I give him a tip. I take the tray in, put the tray right out on the balcony. And we sit on the veranda and we just watch the water go by. And we're eating donuts, drinking coffee. Well, she's drinking juice. I'm drinking coffee. They bring me a whole pot of coffee. Which I'm like giddy up, and look at these donuts. These donuts were amazing. Yeah, yeah, they look nice. Yeah. So after that, we now, um, could I could I get like an omelet? You could, I think. Yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah, but also if you want an omelet, they have them. They have an omelet station at the uh, at Marceline Market, which is which was our next stop. So we also did go to Marceline Market on the first day, but I was so full from Mickey's uh, Smokestack Barbecue that only my fian- my fiance had like a lamb chop or something like that. Right. And she kept being like, take a bite of this. And I'm like, I can't <laughs> like it's it's way too like um, I was, you know, I was just way too full, way, right. way too full. So we have the the pastries we and so now we're at NASA. We're, we're like at NASA in the Bahamas. So we're looking at that. And we then go to Marceline Market where I had an amazing eggs Benedict. 
the hollandaise sauce. Okay. Um, let me pull up what I had. Yeah, so I had an eggs benedict with hollandaise sauce. I had um, two sausage links, scrambled eggs, hash brown, a grilled tomato. Uh, then there was like this little quiche that had like egg and sausage in it and stuff. And then I had a salmon plate of like three different kinds of salmon with like a mustard to dip in. Okay. And like little like uh, here's the I took a picture of it. I'm showing Pete these pictures, folks. But you've if you're in our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com slash group slash two men in the mouse. Uh, you've seen you've seen this the pictures of this breakfast already because I was posting pictures from the from the ship uh, for our friends around the world. So now we decide to we're going to just do the pool this day. We're not getting off. We are not getting off the ship this day. We decided we're not going into NASA. We didn't last time either. And we're like, OK, so let's just stay on the ship and experience everything on the ship while everybody gets off to go to to go to NASA. You want to know who gets off at NASA on a Disney cruise? Nobody. OK, nobody. Uh, but the one thing we did, so we made sure that, uh, oh, before we went to Marsley Market, we went to the Aqua Mouse right when it opened at 8 a.m. So the Aqua Mouse, for those of you that don't know, is the first Disney attraction at sea. It combines a huge water slide that goes all around the ship deck with a dark ride. And it's all based on the Mickey shorts, like Runaway Railway. So we get on, you know, we wait five minutes. We, you know, we get right in, we're going up in the tunnel, we're seeing all like the scenes on either side of us, and then we get in the water slide, super fun, we get off. And then um, my fiance turns to me and she goes, you want to do it again? And I was like, yeah, all right. So we did it again, second time, great. Now, are you writing this together? Is it like, Yeah, it it's work? like a two-person tube. Perfect, got it. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, we wrote it twice, and then we went to Marceline Market. After that, we went – so we're already wearing our bathing suits, obviously. So after after breakfast, we go to the Chippendale pool. That is our favorite pool because it's it's tucked away. It's in the back. We don't even bother with the adults-only area because the pool – the infinity pool is really small. And the adults-only area is like – it's minuscule. Like there, there, there really was nothing to do with the adults area for us. So we go to the right. Chippendale pool. Now, the problem is we get there and the Chippendale pool is netted off. It's closed until until noon. Which I did not like. And people kept coming up and getting mad about it. I'm like, well, why is... like?" And, and on the app, it says that the pool was supposed to open at 10. And now it's like after 10. They don't know. But the guy says they're not opening until noon. So we actually just sat in loungers and we read books. And, you know, uh, I got like a... I got a drink from one of the, 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 the servers come passing by. And they ask if you want to drink, like drinks or anything from the bar. And those you have to pay for. But you just charge it to your right. room. You charge it to your room. You give them your room key. And also for being cast, we're both Castaway Club members now. We're both Silver Castaway Club members. So the way Castaway Club works, folks, is on your second Disney cruise, you are made a Silver Castaway Club member. And then your fifth cruise, you become Gold. And then I think your 15th, you become Platinum. And then your 25th, you become Diamond is the one they just added. And so with each level, you get to make your excursion reservations early. Um you get you get gifts in your room. So we got these lanyards to hold our key to the world card in. Remember I told you about the lanyards last time? Yep. Or I told you a couple yep. weeks ago. Uh you got the lanyard and I was I brought my magic band plus just in case they were like running like a like a soft open of it and they didn't. Um so we um yeah, we got lanyards and we got a really nice backpack. There's like one of those like like backpacks that go like across the body. And it says Disney Cruise Line right. Castaway Club on it. Okay. Nice too, like embroidered. 
Like not something you normally expect to get as a gift on a Disney cruise. So yeah, you give them your key to the world card. They go back to the bar. They bring it back. You write in a tip, you sign it, you put your room number in and you're good to go. Uh, so then we, you know, we walked around a bit more. We decided we were going to go to uh, lunch at 1923, which is the, um, the one where they have like the Walt and the Roy. Yes. So 1923 is one of the three restaurants. But what people don't know is you can actually do a sit down breakfast or lunch at 1923. I think both. I think every day of the cruise, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But we decided we wanted to do the lunch. So but as we're going down, we're passing through the the Grand Hall and it's set up for a wedding. Someone did their wedding in the middle of a cruise ship. Okay. Which I think is risky. Because, like, what if somebody, Why? like, because, like, uh, crying children are going to be walking by. Like, what if someone's a jerk and, like, runs by and is like, don't do it or something like that. Like, I mean. I think, you know, you know, you, the risks are taken. Yeah. But, I mean, like, so it's set up for the, it's, and it's set up for, like, a sizable wedding, too. Like, I'm showing Pete the picture right now. It's, you know, oh, there's, like, nice. a pulpit up there and, and it's by the Cinderella statue. Uh, so we go to 1923 for lunch. <laughs> I have, and I'm not even joking, the best fried calamari I've ever had in my life. Okay. Uh, my fiance gets a, uh, like a lamb burger. She gets the calamari also as an appetizer, but she gets the lamb burger and it's gross. It's like full of cumin. Oh. And like, we're both like, she even gives me, and I'm like, uh, and I got like a really nice restaurant quality burger, but because, so she could have just ordered the, <clears throat> the same burger and been like, I don't like this. And they would have just brought her the burger. Uh, but it, we were in a rush. Neither of us were like super hungry. So I just cut my burger in half and we shared it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then uh, for dessert, I um, there was like this like cake thing. Um, I don't even really know what it is. Uh, so then I decided I was going to go around and film some B-roll footage with Morty. So uh, she, she just kind of hung out in the room. Oh, she was, she had to like, she was going to shower and everything and get ready for dinner. And it takes her 9 million years to get ready. So we were, okay. so it was like, okay, I'm going to go around for an hour and just shoot B-roll and like shoot a couple openings and closings so that I can make this video. Cause I'm going to do this video a little differently. Like you're going to get like Morty walking around the ship, but it's not, it's going to be a lot of B-roll with voiceover over it. Like kind of like Disney food blog. So I think that's an easier way of doing it. And it gives me less like yeah, I'm a fan of from that. people. <laughs> right. So I took some pictures of Morty. I walked around. I checked out the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. I met uh, Morty. Met Donald. Donald in his pirate. Donald in his pirate outfit because it was pirate night. That oh, night. nice. Now <clears throat> we brought Makes pirate sense. outfits last time. We didn't do it this time. Uh, we got back and we had a cool like surfer dude blanket sculpture made by housekeeping. Okay. And then it was time for Arendale, the second of our three rotational dining restaurants. We get to Arendelle and I'm like, oh, remember last time when we were seated by the waiter's station I, and couldn't see the show because the waiters were all in the way. I really hope that doesn't happen this time. We got set on the opposite end of the room, though, that we were last time, right in front of the waiter's station on that side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> New cast, too. It was it was a different uh, different cast. Uh, for the for the show, now, is this is this meal with your friends from around the world? Yes, it is. We are one. We are every night, every every dinner. We were with the same three couples, or same two couples. Right. So we get to Arendelle. Did you guys um, like exchange? Did you exchange numbers? Actually, uh, we we added on social media. 
Yeah, I feel like that's like what, what they want you to do, right? right? Yeah, you make new friends, which normally I'm not for. <laughs> Could you? I'd be the worst at this. You would be horrible at this. I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Well, you don't have social media to add, really. So. Oh, thank God. Oh, you know what? Nope, I'm good. I, I don't have it. So at Arendelle, I had this ham and cheese tart that was excellent. Okay. Um, I got so this um these meatballs with this pasta. This was the thing. I loved this thing. We actually talked about it recently because they have it at um, Akershus in Epcot. Okay. Uh, then I got this steak, which was like huge, like amazing steak. And then for dessert, they had these little tiny pancakes. So those are little pancakes, oh, and they've got this like cheesecake filling like in the middle of them. It was interesting. Excellent. It was so, so good. And then they, they 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 didn't get to do the happy birthday thing the night before because we um you know ran out to do Muppets trivia. So they got me on that on, right. on the next night. So I got a little piece of chocolate cake that I took one bite of. Oh, there you go. I was so full. I was like, I can't do this. So then we, we don't do we didn't do anything like trivia or any of the events that night. We were just kind of tired. We went back to the room. We watched a, we watched Muppet Treasure Island. Because you have all like the Disney movies on demand. I'm like, why? Justin from uh, DDP Today and I talked about this. I was like, why don't they just have Disney Plus on all of these TVs? Yeah, I've always said that, that they should in the resorts also. Because like at the end of the day, if you don't have Disney Plus, this is a commercial for Disney Plus. Right. But anyway, we watched we watched uh, Muppet Treasure Island and I love that movie so much. I hadn't seen it in years. And, uh, you know, Tim Curry, he chooses scenery, but not as much as I remembered. Uh, did our okay. same same breakfast order. Uh, this time we did um, donuts, croissants, and muffins. So the next morning on the balcony, we got donut, croissants, and muffins. Um, oh, also at the <clears throat> the frozen uh, thing, the one thing they 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 didn't have from last time, uh, the Olaf on a cart. So we did Olaf okay. wasn't in the show last time. He was supposed to be, but the the Olaf animatronic that's supposed to be in the show wasn't working. So they like took him off of like all the performances. This time they've they've mastered the Olaf performance now, and so he was there and really cool. They bring Olaf around to all the tables. And he like tells stories and stuff. So that's what that's it, pretty neat. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's just like a oh, I love it. Yeah, uh, Oaken wandering Oaken like takes him around, and like obviously everything Olaf is saying is pre recorded, but Oaken like reacts to it and like has lines back and forth with him. So it's pretty cool. And I that's love neat. the live action wandering Oaken. It's not a thing you ever get anywhere else. Right. And he's really funny. Like, he's funny. He's got this, like, he's got this weird little walk. Like, he's got his hands like this, and he, like, he kind of, like, dotters around. Um, so that was pretty cool. So then we go to Marceline Market, have basically a clone of the breakfast we had from the day before, because I loved it so much. Like, I had that Eggs Benedict, like, every day. Now, right. it's time for the main event. Because now, we're at Castaway Key. Let me tell you, Pete, this is my favorite place in the world. My bar none favorite place in the entire world is Castaway Key. So we get off the ship. And right away, I'm like, okay, we are not going to make the mistakes we made last time. <clears throat> so the last time the mis- we made what the big mistake we made at first was we got on the tram. And the tram took us right past all the characters. And so then we were like, okay, we'll get the characters on the way back. And then it rained and we didn't get any character pictures. So this time we're like, we're going to walk. So we walk and there are no characters on the trail. 
Okay. They have now moved <laughs> the characters before and after the tram. So we got to dig there in. There you go. So the first one we see is so before that we we decide to shop a little bit. The characters haven't aren't out just yet. So we went into a couple of the shops. I bought like a Donald shirt that says Castaway. I wanted I really wanted a Castaway t-shirt. Like that was like my my one souvenir that I really wanted on this trip cuz the last time I wanted one we didn't get to cuz it rained. So I got a Donald uh it's like a yellow shirt which like I don't have a lot of yellow shirts so that was pretty cool. It has Donald on it. It says Bird of Paradise Castaway Key. Then, uh, you know, we take a bunch we take a bunch of pictures of the ship. You know, uh, the gift shops like the gift shops are really cool. Like these are like the little gift shops they have all over the place. Oh, yeah, they look neat. They're really neat. And like, again, because it's Disney, everything's connected to the same system. So you just charge everything to your room on Castaway Key. They've got this thing called Mount Rustmore, which is like um, these like heads of like uh, Mickey, Pluto, Donald and Goofy. And then when we come okay. back to Mount Rustmore, Goofy was there. So we're like, oh, okay, characters are out now. So we get a great picture with Goofy. He sees that I'm wearing like a like a Gaston's gym tank top, and we start doing like um, like like a deadlift, like a miming a deadlift together. So we got a great picture of that. We took a, so Goofy and Goofy's wearing like um, like a life jacket and like flip flops, and he's in like a bathing suit. And then we from Goofy we go back toward the ship. And then we see Minnie is on the beach. So we go get a picture with Minnie. And as we're leaving, like, right before we get to Minnie, the guy comes up and he's like, hey, guys, just so you know, Minnie's going to be going away pretty soon. But Mickey's on his way. So you might get the picture with Mickey instead of Minnie. And I was like, oh, that that's a trade I'll take. But we got the picture with Minnie and then Mickey starts coming right now. So then we're like, oh, let's just get right back online and get Mickey. And we got to see this really cool interaction between Mickey and Minnie when he got off, like, cause they, they ride out on these like, um, like dune buggies, the characters. Okay. And they like drive right onto the sand. And so we got to see Mickey get out and he's watching Minnie take her picture with the last one. And they had this little moment together. And then Minnie gets on her dune buggy and leaves. And so now we get a picture with Mickey and it's great. Right on the beach. Like, hold on, I gotta, cause I have these pictures a little out of order. So this was, this was the backdrop. It's so it's Minnie on the beach and the ship is behind her. And oh, then, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and Minnie's and Minnie and Mickey are both wearing like these like cool like castaway key outfits. Like that's Mickey. Like Mickey was walking up, and the, again, these are all pictures that are in our Facebook group that I'm showing Pete, so you guys can see them as well. So now the other mistake that we made last time, we went to the family beach first because we rented tubes and we didn't we didn't know if you. So we rented first last time we rented bicycles. We biked all over the island. We climbed this tower. We went to the family beach. We rented tubes. I snorkeled. And then by the time I got out of snorkeling, it rained and it rained for the rest of the day. So this time we didn't get to go to Serenity Bay, the adults beach. This time we're like, sir, after the, right after we get the characters, first thing, Serenity Bay. We get to Serenity Bay. This is my favorite place in my favorite place. It is okay. aptly named because it is just a quiet, quiet, pristine beach. I mean, it is just white sand, turquoise water. You could take your you could take these lounge chairs and put them in the water and like just sit there and like, you know, like be like in like the the surf, basically. Uh, and then they have the food at, at Serenity Bay. Now, the you you can you get lunch on Castaway Key and it's all included in the cruise. The family beach has like burgers, hot dogs, like barbecue stuff. Serenity Bay has that, too, but it also has ribeye steaks. As okay. many as you want. That sounds good. My fiance ate three of them i did not finish one she ate three of them including mine 
Good for her. Yeah. No, I was it was impressive. So we sit on the beach. We go for we go in the water because this water is just perfect. And now I don't enjoy the Atlantic Ocean typically. I don't like cause, because it's cloudy and you can't see what's around you. And I don't like not knowing what beast of the deep, like, you know, my favorite friends, the sharks are around you. So I'm typically not one to go into the Atlantic Ocean. This was nice and clear, Pete. You could see a shark coming from a mile away. Literally oh, yeah, a definitely. mile away. So we're in the water. My fiance's like, oh, I got to use the restroom. I'm going to get out of the water real quick and go find the restroom. I'm like, okay. She gets out. I'm just standing there. A stingray swims right past me. And I freeze because I'm like, these things killed the crocodile hunter. Am I about to die? Right. And it's, I'm noticing that it's flapping its wings. And I'm like, the stingrays are like the birds of the ocean. So, like, there's a chance that now I, and the bird attacks always happen, like, when my fiance's not around. So I'm like, this might actually attack me <laughs> based on how the universe typically works for me. It did. Did not. it end up that it was it was an animatronic? No, it was a real stingray in the wild and it swam on by. Uh, when okay. we first got in the water, we saw this, like, foot long fish that was, like, clear and it, like, swam past. And I was like, and I'm not getting in this water. And she was like, yes, you are. Come on. I and then like eventually we brought our we brought our chairs down and we sat in the in the water. And so I'm, I'm reading like a book. Uh, I'm reading Puppetry 101 by Adam Crudinger, and I'm sitting there reading. And there's this school of fish that just keeps swimming by us. And I'm like getting an, I'm like, like, if one of these fish touch me, I'm going to freak out because I don't like fish. Uh, <laughs> and the, but they just keep swimming back and forth and back. I'm like and, and the seagull. So the, the only thing about Serenity Bay is that. The seagulls are very, very loud there, and they never stop. They never stop. Uh, the only bird encounter of the cruise was my fiance put her her plate with like the steak and stuff on it down on the table and like walked away from it to get a drink, and a seagull like descended on our table. But I wasn't there. Okay. So there was a bird situation, but it was not a direct attack. But anyway. We sat on Serenity Bay. It was wonderful. We were there from like probably like 9 a.m. to like 3 p.m. maybe. I mean, we we spent the whole day there. It was just perfect. It was relaxing. The food was incredible. You know, there were hammocks, but we didn't really go in the hammocks. Um, I'm looking at like the food from the place. Now. There's potato salad. There's macaroni salad. There's hot dogs. There's hamburgers. There's cookies, there's brownies, there's muffins. Um, you know, they're grilling these ribeye steaks right on the grill. There's ribs, corn on the cob. It was just perfect. So we get back on the ship, we shower, we change, and now we've got dinner at 1923. So I ordered this pasta. So it was like a pasta that had like bacon and stuff in it. Um, okay. It was very good. Really enjoyed that pasta. My fiance got these lamb chops that I ended up kind of finishing. That looks good. Yeah, they, also, they were very good. Then there was a there was a steak as well that was really really good, and I think I forgot to take a picture of it. Uh, so here's what ended up happening. Actually, I ordered the steak and she ordered the lamb chops, and they brought the steak out first and gave it to her, and we just kind of were like, "That's a weird looking lamb. That's a weird looking lamb." Like we thought it was like a lamb steak or something. And then they brought me the lamb chops, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So we kind of like shared the two plates, and then for dessert, an ice cream sundae. Perfect. And we got back. There was a there was a dog um, as the uh, as the towel creation. Okay. And they should put little eyes on it. It's really cute. 
And then um, after that, we we went to bed, and that was that was the last night. Oh, so we went to the the stage shows. Uh, we decided we were not going to do Little Mermaid or Aladdin again. They were great. We loved them, but we were like, ah, I don't really need to see it again. We did go to the Mickey and Friends one, which I ne- can never remember the name of, but it's the first night. They do like a. It's like basically the story is like Goofy is is captaining the ship, and he goes through all the different Disney movies. And uh, the thing that I love the most is that he go he he meets Crush, and they sing "Go with the Flow," because that is a park specific song. Yeah. And the yeah, fact- how is it getting seats for for these shows? It's it's fine. The last time we were there, we would have to like wait outside the theater door until like ten minutes before the performance. So the performance is at like, so we had the late dinner this time. So we were going to the first show. It's like at six o'clock. So around five 30, we're like, oh, okay, it's time to start like getting ready to go to the show. Uh, I don't feel like waiting outside the door. So we'll just like walk up when we walked up to like wait for like the last 15 minutes or whatever. Uh, the doors were open already. We're like, oh no. So we got in, we sat like right down front on the aisle. Like it, it, it's not a problem. As long as you get there at a decent time, you can get whatever seat you want. Cruise director comes okay. out, different cruise director from last time. She like jaw jacks with the audience, talking to them, all that stuff. Then they do the show, and the show is just amazing. I mean, I really love that show. They have Hercules. Hercules sings Go the Distance. They do this really interesting like um, like trio song between Elsa singing Into the Unknown, Merida singing um, Chase the Sky, and Moana singing How Far I'll Go. And they merge the three songs and it works. Like it weirdly works. That sounds like it could be cool. It was really, really neat. Um, And then they have Tiana Tiana sings I'm Almost There. I think that's what she sings. She sings one of the songs from Princess and the Frog. And uh, then they they meet up a crush and they do go with the flow. Hercules comes out and sings Go the Distance. And the Hercules actually like had some size to him. Uh, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, please. You know, here's the I wish that Disney and this might be a a wild take. I wish Disney would just start casting Peter Pan as a as like like have a woman play him, like have a have like a petite, like 20 something year old girl play Peter Pan. Right. Because 30 year old male Peter Pan is weird. Like, I feel like it should be the villain in Rescue Rangers. He's like, let's go to right. Neverland and be kids forever. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, that's a little weird. Uh, so that was the only thing where I was like, because I, I never li- I never like when they cast like an adult male as Peter Pan. It just doesn't work. There's a reason why since the Peter Pan stage show was invented, Peter Pan has always been played by a woman. Right. Just do it, Disney. Just do it. It would make it so much cooler. Um but anyway, the next morning we wake up. So now they do a thing where they'll like take your bag off the ship for you, like your suitcase. They also put your suitcase on the ship for you. You get your luggage tags in the mail. You give you give them your bags when you get there. Like you unload your bags and somebody takes them. You tip the guy, then you park and then you go in. Um, <clears throat> We didn't do the let them take your bags off the ship last time because I was like, let's just take our bags with us. Taking our bags to breakfast was, like, really cumbersome. So we were like, okay, we'll let them take our bags this time. It worked fine. We found our bags, no problem. We were in the Tinkerbell section. Because they give you, the last night they give you a, um, they they give you a luggage tag with, like, a character on it. And, like, that's how they call you. Yeah, that's how they call you to tell you that you're able to leave the ship. 
I feel like okay. everyone with uh, you know orange Mickey and green Tinkerbell can now disembark. Or so there was a 1923 did like a sit down breakfast that we were able to go to, and we decided not to. We actually went to Marceline Market instead, uh, because the sit down breakfast it took a while last time, and it was chaotic, and like there were like kids running around everywhere. Nobody went to Marceline Market, so it was pretty empty, and we were able to just kind of eat breakfast and get off the ship. You know, like it, it was like and as we were leaving, we saw that like at, as we're leaving, we see that like the breakfast that we were supposed to be at is like just starting. Like people are people are lined oh, up perfect. at the door. So, yeah. Nice. So we, we shaved a lot of time off the exit. We didn't have to wait in a big long line to get off the ship. We get off the ship and we're back to reality. Oop, there goes gravity. That sounds uh, like it was awesome, though. It was incredible. It was so good. The only, the only disappointing thing was they didn't have the eggs Benedict on the breakfast for the last day. It was just like scrambled eggs, bacon, um, sausage, and right. stuff like that. But it was just so They're good. like, we owe you nothing today. Yeah, they were like, get off. Get out. You're lucky you're getting this. But here's the thing with this cruise. Like, <clears throat> you might think that, like, the ship pulls in and, like, the cast maybe has, like, a couple, like, a day off to, like, relax and enjoy themselves. No. On the Wish, so the Wish will do a Friday to Monday cruise, and then that afternoon will leave for a Monday to Friday cruise, right. and then leave for the Friday to Monday again. So we asked our server at the last cruise. We were like, "When do you get a day off?" He's like, "Uh, when the when when my contract ends in six months." They do, however, have um like a like a private cast beach at Castaway Key. But there's also cast members working at Castaway Key from the ship. So I'm like, right. I said to my fiance, I'm like, I'm, I wonder if it's like, like on this cruise, these people are working Castaway Key while the other people are on the beach. And on the next cruise, they'll switch. I'm wondering if that's how they do it. Yeah, probably something like that, right? Yeah. Because like you're, you're like the food people, like everyone that does like the food is doing the food on Castaway Key. So it's a, that's a pretty crazy life, the, crew, the cruise ship life. <clears throat> Yeah. Working on a ship like that. Uh, you know, you're bunking with other people. Like, you, you're bunking with, like, another person or two people even, probably. I don't know. I haven't looked into that as much. But Probably a good way to save money, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they did tell me that the... Um, you've seen the world for... They did tell me that the right. only people that get their own room in the cast are, like, the the lead roles in the, in the Broadway-style shows. Because they have to do, like, vocal right. warm-ups and stuff in their room. But I mean, sense. they don't get like special treatment because like they're they're also like out there, you know, doing the uh, like like the woman that played Ariel in The Little Mermaid and she played Red on Pirate Night, the most gorgeous voice I've ever heard in my life. And she was she was taking your card to be scanned for photos for Anna and Elsa the next day. OK, so like they they like double them up. Yeah, they all have multiple tasks. Oh, and Pirate Night. I forgot to mention Pirate Night. So um, on pirate night, we didn't really go. We didn't go up to the deck because we had seen the thing already. Um, we and they do the fireworks at sea. So from our from our balcony, we were able to hear the show. And again, we'd seen it already. So like we knew what was going on. And we are we were in the side of the ship that from our room, we could see the fireworks. But they tell you to not go onto your veranda during the fireworks. Really? But did you do it anyway? Yeah. <laughs> I was I like, look, if not. a fireball comes at the ship, we'll run inside. But right. <laughs> we were not the only ones doing that. 
let me tell you, like there were like so many other people were on their veranda. Like we we couldn't see other people on their verandas, but we could hear them. So, and that's it. That's that's the that's the cruise. It sounds like you had a really great time. Fantastic. I recommend Disney Cruise Line to any Disney fan. You get the characters. You get, like, you know, a cool water slide. Castaway Key is a must experience at some point in your life. It's just incredible. Incredible. Maybe I'll do it someday. I feel like you got to get to Castaway Key. Like, (laughs) if they could just, like, teleport you to Castaway Key, I think you'd like it. All right. Anything else? I like all the restaurants and stuff. The restaurants are great. And it depends on like which ship you go on because they all have different restaurants. And the cool thing about the restaurants, you have the same server. You have the same waiter every night. Right. So your waiter travels with you to the different restaurants. And so you have you have like your waiter, your drink waiter and your like lead server who's like in charge of all the waiters. And then you prepay gratuities before you go. But then there's also an option to like put some cash in an envelope and give them to like your, your housekeeper, your server, your drink server, and your lead server, which I always recommend you do. Like, even if it's just like 20 bucks, I mean, they give you like a suggested amount, (coughs) but you know, give what you can give. That's the thing. And they add 18% gratuity to like any drink that you get. So, right. All right. And that's it for this week. Anything else you want to add? No, it's very informative. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for indulging me and listening about the cruise. And uh, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us and for listening to me bloviate for like an hour about a three-day cruise. Um, it was just such an experience, and I hope you all get to experience Disney Cruise Line. I hope you, uh, you know, the Disney Wish is an, is an experience unto itself. And, and I, from what I know, all the ships have their own unique experience. So experience as many of them as you can. We're already planning in the future to do a seven-day on the Disney Fantasy. Because that's also the other one that goes out of Port Canaveral. So, uh, folks, if you love our buddy Peter Mandel, check him out at Rogue Comics at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. Um, also, please remember to check out our friends over at Away With Me Travel. Uh, you know, they, they got you covered on all your travel needs. Not just to Walt Disney World or, or Disney Cruise or anything like that. Any travel that you're going on. If you're going to Italy, talk to Away With Me Travel. They can, they can handle you. Um, for me, folks, please check out my books. Uh, the Rossinetti series is available on Amazon.com in ebook, paperback, and audiobook format. Uh, all of my other books are written under the name Vincent Valentine. That is V uh, V A L E N T E A N, and you can find all of the um, sixteen books that I currently have out. So 16, 16 novels out. Um, and of course, please check out the youtube.com slash Morty Monster because we will be doing more Morty Monster content very soon. Uh, and the video of this cruise will be on there at some point in the near future. Uh, it's just taking a little bit more editing work than I'm used to. So, you know, it's taking a little longer. But, uh, well, that's going to do for this week. Pete, any closing words? Two weeks, Kev. Two we'll weeks, again. Pete. All right, folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next time on Two Men. The mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely.
Thank you for traveling with us. This has been YDF Media Productions.